0: Go ahead and put up that next slide. There you go. That was it. There you go. Uh, Our mission statement, hope for the city, hope for the world. Vision, changing lives by reflecting God's forgiveness and love. You know, sometimes forgiving you can't do on your own. You need God. Amen. You need God's forgiveness. You need it to flow through you to really let go of hurt and pain that's happened in your life. And then we have exalt which I talked about a few weeks ago, to worship the Lord, get into his word, evangelize the power of the Holy Spirit in prayer. And then today we're going to start into encourage. How many of you ever need encouragement? Amen. 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 We need to encourage each other. Amen. I, you know, I don't come to church to get beat up. I come to church to get encouraged. Amen. Amen. You know, I, I told Ed today how great his hair looked. Come on, Ed, show him your hair, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you look good, bro. <laughs> He's going to get me later. <laughs> but, you know, we, we need encouragement. We need to encourage one another. Amen. Colossians chapter 3. And if you'll stand for the reading of the word this morning, chapter 3, verse 16. This says, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your heart to the Lord. Father, as we come into your word, and we talk through this, God, I pray that, you, Lord, you open our hearts up wide, or that we have great understanding and the wisdom, Father God, that comes from your word, that it would be in us richly, Father God, that we could encourage one another, that we could bless one another, for the God, that we not be afraid to sing a song over each other, God. Lord, that we would just be a blessing. And so, Father, we thank you and we praise you in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Amen. You may be seated. I got a story I'm going to read to you. It's called the group of frogs. How many of you like frogs? (laughs) Not too many. Okay. (laughs) As a group of frogs was traveling through the woods, two of them fell into a deep pit. When the other frogs crowded around the pit and saw how deep it was, they told the two frogs that there was no hope left for them. However, the two frogs decided to ignore what the others were saying, and they proceeded to try and jump out of the pit. Despite their efforts, the group of frogs at the top of the pit were still saying that they should just give up, that they would never make it out. Eventually, one of the frogs took heed to what the others were saying, and he gave up, falling down to his death. The other frog continued to jump as hard as he could, Again, the crowd of frogs yelled at him to stop the pain and just die. He jumped even harder and he finally made it out. When he got out, the other frogs said, did you not hear us? The frog explained to them that he was deaf. He thought they were encouraging him the entire time. (laughs) The moral of the story, people's words can have a big effect on others' lives. Think about what you say before it comes out of your mouth. It might just be the difference between life and death. I can remember when my mom was around. My mom, she could just let things fly, you know? I said, mom, you can't just say everything that comes to your mind. She goes, that's the problem, Ron. It comes up and it stops right here and comes out. (laughs) She was so funny. But your words matter, amen? there was these two priests that were walking from village to village in England and they were ministering from village to village and they along the way they saw a, a shepherd boy out there and he was hard of hearing so they they were trying to explain to him Jesus and they went to Psalms 23 and and they they said they they taught him with his fingers the lord is my shepherd and they said listen when you think of the lord is my shepherd when you get to the fourth finger stop and hold that finger and realize that he's your shepherd he's here for you he's yours the lord is mild just stop and pause and let it sink into you who he is to you and hold that finger a couple years later the priests were going through there again and they said hey what happened to that that shepherd boy and they said oh he died I said, really how did he die he said well we had a really harsh winter and he froze to death out there and he said but the oddest thing happened when we found him we found him holding his finger the lord is my shepherd you know and that's where we, we need to be in order to reflect god's forgiveness and love we need to learn to encourage each other, amen. If you want to reflect God's forgiveness and love, you got to encourage somebody. Say encourage. encourage. Amen. We can't build we you know let me let me read that again. Your words matter. Proverbs tells us that death and life are in the power of your tongue, amen. You have power in your tongue. You can either build or you can kill. You can either build up or you can destroy. That's the power you have in tongue. In order to reflect God's forgiveness love, we need to learn to encourage one another, build each other up, amen? Say something nice. Take a minute right now and say something nice to your neighbor. Kindle? I missed you, bro. I love you, I'm so glad that you're here today. You look great, man, and I love the smile, amen. You too, sir. I don't know you, but I see that smile back there and it looks good on you. Dolores, you're looking great today, amen. Look at, everybody's smiling now. You see what a, a little encouragement does as we, everybody smile, everybody smile at your neighbor. Come on, Barbara, break it out, man. <laughs> You know, but according to Scripture, we need to have the Word of God in us. Can I hear an amen? And, and it needs to be coupled with wisdom, not man wisdom, God's wisdom. Amen. It needs to be worked together, and God's Word needs to be in our hearts. Hide the Word in your heart, Mario. I get a little humming, 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 humming. It went away. Oh, there it is. All right, we won't pay attention to the hum. But when I I say hide the word of God in your heart, the word of God is not just something you read. Amen. It's something you are. Something you are. The word is life to us. Amen. The word is on the tip of your tongue. It is the words of life. You hang on it. You hang on, your word, the word of God, is right there for you. It's on the tip of your tongue always. When problems arise, when troubles come your way, the word of God comes out of your mouth. When the doctor gives you a bad report, the word of God comes out of your mouth, amen? You don't come into agreement with it. You know, when the doctor says, oh, you got cancer. You're like, oh, Father, I thank you that you're the Lord God, my healer. That's right. See, because that's always gotta be on the tip of your tongue. I thank you that you're my God, my savior, my king. Hallelujah, that you have life for me. That you said I'd have abundant life. You see, you can't just say, oh, you can't come home. Well, doctor says I'm gonna die. You know, I know that a lot of people have gone, died and gone to heaven. And, and we all say, well, they received their ultimate healing. Okay. But did you ever see Jesus pray for somebody and they died? Jesus was about bringing people back from the dead. Amen. We need to be about bringing people back from the dead because there's people that walk among us that are dead. I went to a Jesus March in Santa Monica yesterday, me and Pastor Jesse, thousands of people walking on the, on the beach, just sharing the love of God with people, you know, and it was about bringing people back to life. We've got to be about bringing people to life, not, not to death. And we got to encourage them. Hey Karen, it is so great that you're here today. I'm so glad to see you. You just blessed me when I seen you walk in the door today praise God, may he give you strength may all pains leave your body may God just overflow you with healing and power and might, that you could run and not get weary walk and not faint, that the joy of the Lord would be your strength and that you would run like never before, that God is not done with you yet, he's not finished he's got a plan and a purpose and an intention for your life, hallelujah and he said, I'm going to cause you to run again in the name of Jesus amen, you receive that amen See, we can't look at where we're at, what's going on. We got to look to him, amen. And so when I say in my heart, I hide the word of my heart. It's who I am. His word is in me. It's all, oh, it brings me joy. It brings a smile. My mom used to tell me, she goes, Ron, I know all your problems, but you still smile all the time. I said, oh, I have Jesus. I have Jesus. We all, Listen, we live in a fallen world. We, we got problems. I'm not going to say we don't. We got troubles. But, but when you have Jesus, you got Jesus. Amen. <laughs> hey you have Jesus. I used to always say this. Man, when you meet my Jesus, you'll know what I'm talking about. When you meet my Jesus... What he has for you, what he's planned for you. Oh, he says, I know the thoughts I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of good and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. That's what his intent is. His intent is not, oh, let me see how hard I can make it for you. His intent is not, let me see how, how, how much you can take. He's not up there trying to figure out how much you can take. He's up there trying to figure out how to get you to look up. How to get you to cry mercy. Lord, mercy. You know what? When, when I'm wrestling, when you're wrestling, you know, or when Delonda's wrestling me and she's got me pinned down on the ground, I say, I say, mercy, mercy. That means get off. <laughs> <laughs> Settle down. Mercy. We cry out, mercy to God. God, I, I can't do it anymore. You take over. You do it. That's where we need to be. Amen? That's when you hide that. You got that word in your heart. And, and you know, you know you got things going on in your life that are tough. And the word just comes alive. Holy Spirit just drops a word in your, in your, you're like, oh, I know that one. My God shall supply all my need according to his riches. Lord, I love your riches better than mine. Hallelujah. You supply. You supply, Lord. I know you're going to supply. Amen. It goes back, you know, to the the series on Exalt. The word word of God and the power of the Holy Spirit at work in us. You, You know, you take that word, you couple it with the Holy Spirit, and it does supernatural things. Amen. The word of God is powerful. And it all works together. We need the word. We need the power of the Holy Spirit. We need prayer. We need worship. Amen. Worship was incredible today. God just moved. I was ready to come out of my skin. Liz, that's why we can't make exalt a worship song. It's got to be praise. It's got to be power. I believe we're going to just explode in the days ahead. I believe God's doing something supernatural. Amen. And you got to just slide right into it. But listen. Sometimes, man, we got somebody, it's like the devil's holding our coattails, trying to hold us back. Say, don't, you know, he tries not to let go. Just cut the coat off and grow. Amen. Just cut the coat off and go. Take the coat off and go. Just take it off. Say, I'm not doing this anymore. And just go. Don't don't let it don't let your jacket hold you back. 1 Corinthians tells us this in verse 14. It says that prophecies are edification, exhortation, and comfort to all men. Amen? And Paul said, I wish that you would all prophesy. I wish that you would all encourage each other. I wish you would all edify each other. I wish you would exhort one another. You know what exhort means? It means to come alongside, join arms with somebody and help them get where God wants them to be. I wish you'd bring comfort to one another. That's what Paul's saying when he said, I wish you'd all prophesy. I wish that when you came to church, you had a word of encouragement for somebody, that you built somebody up. You just told them how great they look, how, how good they're doing. Oh, that you're so glad to see them here today, that you just bless somebody. You would encourage somebody, that you come to church, You come and you're ready that when you get around your family instead of talking about
1: that stinking heathen,
0: (laughs) just tell them, hey, the devil looks good on you, man. Build them up, encourage them. There's this lady and she always always said something nice to everybody. She never said anything negative about anyone. So they thought, we're going to trap this lady. So they went to her and they said, Say something good about the devil. So she thought for a second, she goes, you know, the devil has a job to do and he does it really well. (laughs) Be an encourager. Oops, stepped on your toe, I'm sorry. Be an encourager. Build somebody up. Edify them, amen. Encourage them. This is what God is calling us to do. I, I went to the um, bunco night the other night. They played bunco. The ladies did. It was so fun to see all the ladies. It, it's, in, it's in my message later, but it's coming to me now. And, and there, there's a lady there that um, she's older. She's going to be 84, and she come to play Bunko with the ladies. And I'm like, wow, that's great, you know. And she brought a friend with her too, and I I just went up to her. I said, hey, how you doing? I shook her hand and everything, and I started talking to her. And, and then she she just opened up. she said, "Well, my husband died in COVID, then my daughter died, and then then my sister-in-law died, and she said, "I lost five people in the last two years." I'm like, I mean my, I, I wanted to cry. I could feel the tears welling up. I could feel it right now for her. It's just I was like, Oh my gosh." I said, I just want to hug you. And I just grabbed her and I hugged her. And she goes, I don't know why I'm still here. I said, I do, I do. I know why, because I know what the word of God tells me. You are here because God is giving you strength to be here so that you can encourage people that are going through the same thing that you've been going through. People that have experienced grief, people that have been troubled by the grief of this life. And God has planted you here so that you can encourage them, so that you can build them up, that you can point them to the cross of Jesus Christ. God wants you to tell people about Jesus that's why you're still here man I had tears well up in me man I just, I just hugged her and held her for a minute I'm like Lord this is hard when Paul said I wish you would prophesy he said I wish you would encourage each other what's a good word when you come together I wish you would just bless somebody today Eric, that haircut looks good on you, bro. You look good today, man. You look sharp. Yeah, I like that. But I want my wife to come right now. I got a mic. Yeah, I want her to pray over us. A declaration. About this, what I'm talking about. We're not done, so don't run out on me. I'm just getting warmed up.
1: Amen lord we decree that you carry a gentle and soothing word within your speech we say that we can speak decently and tastefully in all tense conversations we break the power of the enemy that would pressure us to defend ourselves excessively or react harshly we speak that we have the ability to maintain a calm and collected demeanor with every person you speak to. We say that wrath, anger, violence, and antagonism shall never consume you as you interact with those who would oppose you. We say you are surrounded in a gentle mannerly spirit and we speak that those around you will be softened by your considerate behavior. Yes. May the gentle and thoughtful words that come from your mouth change your hearts for the better. And may your words turn away all wrath and fighting. We say a soft and gentle word is on your lips in the name of Jesus. And in Proverbs 15:1 it says a gentle answer answers turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. Thank you, Lord.
0: Amen, amen.
1: You receive that?
0: Amen. And The word that we use to exalt God, what we talked about a few weeks ago, we use to encourage each other, amen? Encourage each other, the exhorting, the comforting, the edification. It builds people to carry on, amen, and to do the God thing in their life. It'll build them. Listen, Jesus is coming. He is coming. That's the plan, amen? He is coming. And the devil knows this and is fighting against us so that we get weary and run down to the point that we're running out of oil like those five virgins were running out of oil. The devil doesn't want you to bow down and worship him. He just wants to wear you down so you don't bow down and worship God. And this is why we got to stick together. This is why we got to encourage one another. Just remember that it's time. It's time that we encourage each other in the things of God in our life so that we can overcome this world. Amen. We need that encouragement, right, Robert? Robert, you're around people that that are in a lot of trouble all the time. He's a prison guard. And you go, you're around that negative spirit all the time, but God has put you to be a light in a dark place. And I know that your light shines brightly in that place and that people he will even come in the days ahead, you're gonna see more and more people come to you because of that light. You're gonna draw them out of that darkness and they're gonna, you're gonna be laying hands on people and your job is just gonna say, that's just Robert. And they'll just let you go. Don't worry about your job because God's gonna make a way for you, amen. And then see, we've got to get into the place that we're in the position for God to move through us. Yes. Amen. For God to move through us. It's not, it's not about just going to heaven. It's about how many people are you taking with you? Yes. That's what it's about. How many of you is going with you? Amen. We need Amen. a Marine mentality. No man left behind. Amen. Amen. We need that Marine mentality. No man left behind. That's where we got to get you. So how are we going to start encouraging one another? We're going to do it by acceptance. Now, probably not the kind of acceptance that the world would say. Because the world would say, you have to accept me as I am and deal with it. No, I don't. You're all thinking the same thing. You might not have said amen, but I know you're thinking it. Romans chapter 13, verse 8. It says, love your neighbor. Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves another has fulfilled the law. And the question I want to pose to you today is, how do you love someone who lives totally contrary to the word of God and knows it and is okay with it? How do you love them? What kind of acceptance should you give? Now, Pastor Emil is from Egypt. I've been to where he lived as a boy, that, that where your sister lives, right? That's where you live, right? And the church that he grew up in, now where that church is, what they did is they built a mosque on that end of the street, they built a mosque on that end of the street, and they built a mosque behind them to try to push out the Christian influence. And you see, when you're, you're in a Muslim country, the persecution for Christians goes way up. See, like if you go to Pakistan, we had a Pakistani pastor with us on Wednesday night for prayer. When you go to Pakistan, the thing is, is that the Muslims is 97% Muslim in that country. So they they control the Christians like slaves because they have all the jobs, they have all the money. So what they do is they, they say, you know, They'll make you a slave in your house. I just read an article. A young 13-year-old girl had to get a job because her father was uh, crippled. And and she got a job in a Muslim home. And, well, they let some man five times her age take her and marry her at 13 years of age. And the government wouldn't do anything about it because they're okay with it. How do you love in situations like that? See, here we're dealing with issues of life, but in other countries, the issue is it's an attack. It's an attack like we read about David when he's talking in the Psalms. It's an attack. When you come to Jesus, he accepts you as you, you are, but he demands transformation. That's what I love about God. He he accepted me as I was. My drinking, my smoking, my foul mouth. I mean, I was terrible. And he accepted me right here at this altar, just as I was, as I came and I cried out to him. And he took all that stuff away from me. He forgave me. He washed me. He cleansed me. He did not leave me the way he found me. Amen. But you you can't clean a fish before you catch it. Amen. You you can't go out there. You know, you, you, what good does it do to go out and tell people you're going to hell? You know, I believe that God wants us to show Him a more excellent way. God wants to us, us to encourage Him towards heaven. Amen. When you come to Jesus, He wants a transformation. His message is repentance. Repent, amen? Not accept me and stay the way you want. It's, you know, and do whatever you want. That's not his message, his message is, come as you are, but then get baptized, amen? Where your old things are passed away and bam! Well, you saw me when I come out of that water, of the Jordan. All things were new. I've been telling you I wanted to get baptized again because I couldn't remember my baptism. I couldn't, Blondie goes, I was there, you were baptized. I said, I can't remember it. For some reason it was just blind to me. but when i come up out of that water in the jordan man i was excited i was pumped and everybody that was there they shouted with me they were like yeah and that's what God wants. He wants us to go in that water and we come up and we're different, amen? We've let go, we buried. That stuff is buried with Christ, It's buried, It's done away with. I come up out of that water and we're clean, amen. amen? And that's what Jesus expects. He loves us so much that he paid the price for all of our sin, so that when we get baptized, we're free, amen? When we come and we repent, we're free. See, we be in the world, but we don't have to participate with the world, amen? That's not the plan. We're free from it. He wants us to love people into the kingdom of God. And that does not mean you have to go along with someone's sin. You don't have to say, oh, it's okay. It's okay. You can be that way. No, man. You know what? Hey, let me show you a more excellent way. Let me show you. Let me help you walk this out so that you're, you're submitting your life to Christ so that you're resisting what the enemy's trying to throw on you. Let me show you a more excellent way. That's where God wants us to be. It's not loving people and leave them stuck. It's loving them into life. It's loving them into freedom. It's loving them out of hell. It's loving them into heaven. Amen? It's encouraging. you got to become the encourager. Everybody say, encourage! I love them enough to show them the way God has called us to, amen? Just make sure you're walking in it. Don't try and get people to go away that you can't go. You get there. You get there, amen? You get there. Don't be condemning to people because Jesus didn't come to condemn. Remember the rich young ruler, Jake? He he said, Jesus said, you know, the guy says, what, what do I got to do to be saved? He goes, well, you know, this commandment, this commandment. This... The guy goes, I do all that. See, that's, that's a mistake right there. That's, that's a prideful statement because that's why Jesus come, because we couldn't keep the law. So the guy's going, oh, I, I'm special. I do it all. A lot of people think they're special. And Jesus says, okay, okay, you got it. You're doing great. He goes, Sell everything you have and follow me. Jesus, listen, Jesus didn't say, dude, that's why I'm here, because you can't keep all these commandments. That's why I'm here, because you're a sinner. Jesus didn't go into all that. He just just took him one step further. Just just sell everything you have and follow me. And the guy's like, he went away what? Sad. Why did he go away sad? Because he wasn't about to give up that money. He wasn't about to give it up. See, Jesus didn't condemn him. He just took him to another level of commitment to Jesus. He just took him to that point where Jesus, without, without exposing him, exposed him. Without saying, dude, your money's your God. Let me show you. He didn't even do that. He just said, hey, just sell everything you haven't followed me. And <laughs> That's
1: all.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and the guy went away sad. See, you don't have to point out the obvious to people because they already know. People out on the streets, man, you go down to Skid Row and start witnessing to people, they know the word better than you. But it's not who they are. It's up here, it's not here. They haven't, you know, what does the word say? Hide the word in your heart so that you don't sin against God. You can have all the head knowledge you want, but if it's not in your heart, you'll still keep doing what you were doing. And we want to encourage people out of that to do what God wants. We want to help people experience the love of God. You might just win somebody to the Lord if you do that. Amen? In other countries, the Lord, he'd fill me with so much joy and laughter. I've told you about it. It it would literally break the oppression off of people. I, I... I got pictures of I'm just standing there laughing and and I'm I can't even stand they're holding me up I got a man in front of me and a man behind me and they're holding me up and I'm like this and I'm just laughing I'm laughing so hard and then but you look at my arms and my side you look at the picture there's hands all over me they're just wanting to touch they just want that joy and then you see then the, the pile keeps moving because people, people keep falling. And so we just keep moving across the room as people are falling out, more people are jumping in and everything. It was an incredible time. And, and I, I got to tell you, I laugh so hard, I'm exhausted, you know? And so I, I go into the, the room they had for me and Pastor Jesse, and we go into that room and we're sitting there, and it's like, Lord, why do you do that to me? And the Lord said, I'm using you to break off oppression. I'm like, oh, you know, and me and Jesse, we're in that room and we started laughing. It hit again and we took off and I I had to bury my face in the pillow because they were literally, they're so hungry. They're standing in the hallway outside that room, waiting to come in, just break down the door and come in. You know, they wanted to come and just touch us again. I mean, they passed me around for like an hour and a half. I mean, literally just, I couldn't stand when they let go, I fell out. They set me down back in a chair at my desk. And then the people jumped over the desk and came in behind me just to put a hand on me. And I just sat there and laughed. It was incredible. But God says, I'm using you to break depression. Let God use you to break depression off of people, amen? Because you're encouraging them. You're building them up. You're taking them out of death into life. Your words are building them up, amen? That you're doing it. Let the love of God do a work in you and through you. Let him transform you to bring a transformation to somebody else, amen? That's what he wants to do. Look at where we are in time. Let's just stop there, that's good. God wants to use you as the encourager. He wants you to accept people, not be an exclusive, church is not an exclusive club whether you're rich, you're poor, whatever, everything in between, you're sick, we accept you. We accept you to come and to repent and to be forgiven and to be made free, to come into the love of God. Let's pray. Oh, hallelujah. We glorify you, God. You are so wonderful. Lord, your word is just so encouraging. It just builds us up, Father. And we thank you for your word. And I pray today, God, that you would encourage all of us today. And by the Holy Spirit, you would just fill each one of us today. That, Lord, that our hearts could be open right now to what you have For every person right now, just open your heart to the Lord. Just open up your hands to him. Just say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, oh, come and fill us, Lord. Let it rain down rain down oh Jesus come and fill us let it rain down I him just fill you right now we open our hearts Lord we open our hearts Lord Come down and fill us today. Yeah, just let him let him come. Let him come into that pain that you've had. And I'm not talking about physical pain. He's here to take that pain of what someone has said to you, the pain of what someone did to you, how they cheated you, He's here to heal that pain today. Just let him come right now. Let him just fill you right now. Yeah, oh. Yeah, he's here. Oh, just. Just let it rain on you. Let it rain on you. Yeah, don't hold back. Just give him that pain today. Just give it to him. Say, Jesus, I give you that abuse today. Jesus, I give you that molestation today. Jesus, the abuse. Take the abuse today, God. Take those words that have Brought death and bring life today, God. Let life come today. He says, I've come to give you life and I've come to give it to you more abundantly. Abundant life. Oh, just fill us today, God, of that life. (laughs) Oh, hallelujah. Let it rain, Lord. Let it rain. Let it rain. We glorify you, God. Lord, your gentle, sweet spirit, Lord, sweep over this place. Sweep over our souls, Lord. Our mind, our will motions. Just sweep over. Oh, just give him that pain today if you've got some pain that you just need the Lord to take just wave at me right now because I'm going to come into agreement with you right now amen, 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 amen amen, amen Father you see these hands right now I pray God that by the Holy Spirit that Lord you literally put your finger on that pain and annihilate it today, God. Destroy what the enemy's tried to sow. Break it off, God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Let us be free today, God. Let it be broken today, God. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Let your love just fill that area. Yay. I just see that the enemy's tried to sow a seed into your life. But the Lord's removing it right now. It's, it's been like a grape. Like even a lump and the Lord is squashing it right now. It's just splattering today in the name of Jesus. And he's bringing you the relief right now into your soul, even into your mind right now, the relief is coming. The peace is coming right now. Just let it rain, Lord, your peace right now. Let it rain down, Father. Yeah. We accept you, Lord. We accept you in your love today, God. And I pray, Father, that as we would go our way today, Lord, that we would bless others. We would encourage one another today, God. We thank you today, Lord. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen, amen. Let's give the Lord a big hand, yeah, huh? <laughs> Hallelujah. Let me give you a tip. When you leave, the liar, the devil, will come and tell you it's not done with. And respond to him and say, yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Get away from me, devil. I've submitted to God and I'm resisting you. And he's going to go. Don't let him have his way on you. Don't let it come back. Just know that today the Holy Spirit is coming to you and he has squashed that pain. He has squashed that pain. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. We thank you now, Lord, in Jesus' name. Can I hear an amen? amen. Elizabeth?